0: Welcome back to the Stat from Graph podcast. I am Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated, and the hockey news. And sitting virtually across from me is the future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how you doing, champ? We're back. We're back. So we didn't we didn't have an episode on Monday, or I guess Tuesday. We record them on Monday. You'll you'll get them Tuesday. Um, but we're here. Couple things. Was, yeah, there's yes. like
1: one giant headline that we're not going to touch on.
0: Yeah. Um, so the the news, the Chicago Blackhawks news, essentially, uh, um, about them denying or I guess like, what is it, dissuading some dissuading um, and yes. um,
1: covering up sexual assault.
0: Yeah. So that uh, that hits a little close to home for Rachel and I. Um, so we're not going to talk about that because it would be very nice if we didn't, uh, you know. Unless you want to
1: listen to me have a panic attack live yeah. on the show. Um, the only thing I'll say about it is if you're going to discuss it, put a trigger warning or have a trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of what you say and don't be naive enough to think that this is the only instance of covering up of nefarious behavior in the NHL.
0: Yes. Um uh, man, I made the mistake of, of reading that. It's not great, but if you want to be be educated on it, Rick Westhead obviously does incredible reporting. Over at TSN, go check it out. But we are we are back. We're going to talk some hockey. Man, what a what a a, a crazy day of news, and specifically today, which is fantastic. Because as someone who handles a lot of breaking news for Sports Illustrated, boy oh boy, not great when the NHL drops all of their breaking news at the same time. Let me tell you that first we we have a uh, we we have a headline that is is touching into the hockey or not the hockey into the soccer world and it is uh the euro the euro cup or i guess they call it euro 2020s because i guess they had to be postponed yeah um last year it's very funny because we're having tokyo 2020 in like what july or june of 2021 like it's it's everything yeah
1: july 2021
0: everything's crazy but so because
1: of all the branding
0: yes so christian erickson um he and plays for denmark plays for denmark um, he had a cardiac episode and actually was like flatlined on the field I believe. Um yes. for a while uh for for a good amount of time like in not an insignificant amount. 1 minute
1: amount. and 49 seconds.
0: Holy moly. He is thankfully so, okay. But
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so Christian Eriksen is if not the best, the second best soccer player that Denmark has ever produced. He is beloved. Um they were playing in Copenhagen. Mhm um and there were fans because denmark has its shit together um and he went into cardiac arrest on the field and a couple of things needed to be need to be pointed out yeah the captain of denmark realized what was going on ran over pulled his tongue out of his throat so that he wouldn't swallow his tongue and die got everyone together because UEFA who is film like who is sends the broadcast feed out decided they were going to try and film a guy dying on the field. He got all the players on the field together to form like a human barricade so that the cameras couldn't see what was going on. The fans gave their flags so that they could like hold them up around like Christian. Mm-hmm. And then once that was settled, he ran over him and Kasper Schmeichel who is the goaltender. Um ran over and consoled Christian Erickson's wife, who was, like, obviously ran down to the field. Um, they revived him. Um, he, They don't know what caused the cardiac arrest because it was cardiac arrest. Um, but he's in the hospital across the street from the stadium. He's having a, uh, like, a type of pacemaker put in that's supposed to, like, prevent your heart from stopping. hmm Um, I would say it's highly unlikely he ever plays again. Um, but honestly, just like super thankful he's okay. I was seeing people on Twitter being like, so when's he coming back? I'm like, um, he literally has children. Like, are you well? But from the other, like the reason we didn't record Monday was, and you didn't get an episode Tuesday was I've actually lived through this. Mm -hmm. I walked in on my grandfather in cardiac arrest and, and had to give CPR and, um and revive him and it was hugely traumatic for me to the point where like i was laying on the ground in tears and i had like today which is thursday is the first day i haven't had a panic attack since it happened like that's how traumatic Mm -hmm. it was and like mikey texted me on monday and was like hey what time do you want to record and it's it was very unlike me it took me what like five hours to get back to you i
0: knew something was off because you're usually like right on the money with that and, you know, you're usually the one being like, all right, so because, you know, because you you work the nine to five hours. Right. So it's so it's all about like when we can record after you're done. So it's like we usually record around five or five thirty and I'm, I'm about to, I'm texting like four thirty being like, hey, so what time do you think we're we're, we're hitting it up today? And, and didn't get a response to like 10 p.m. that night being like, we're not we're, we're just going to do Thursday. And I'm like, you know what? OK, I get it. <laughs>
1: Yeah and like I was it was at the point where like usually I'm like here's the reason why like da da da, da. I legitimately did not even have like the energy no, you to couldn't. like respond like it's been super tough and anyone like I would just say if you're a broadcaster or somebody in media who's listening to this like when there's a difference between like showing a knee on knee hit or like showing a guy getting stepped on or like elbowed in the head kind of thing but when someone is in cardiac arrest Or profusely bleeding Like yeah. something that's deeply traumatic You have to understand that there are people Who are watching this One, privacy for the the person that's going through this But two, there are family members watching And three, there are people watching Who have been through this And it's deeply traumatic We don't need to watch somebody die on the field Like no. we will all be fine If you cut back to studio And people just talk Like we do not mm-hmm. need to watch people giving CPR at a worldwide event. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, that was why I was, I've had three psychiatry sessions since, just to like get myself to the point where like I can function and do my my real job mm-hmm. because it was just, it was deeply traumatic. But I think the importance of having um, AEDs, which are defibrillators.
0: Oh my God. In
1: every, like in every sporting facility, whether it's like, the Scotiabank arena or just like the local rink or the local soccer field, Mm -hmm. like the importance of having those devices available. You never know what could happen. Somebody like me who has lived with a heart condition her whole life, never knew about it. There were many times where I was either playing soccer, competing in gymnastics, very easily could have died. Yeah. So like the importance of having those devices so that people who aren't international superstars don't die like vitally important.
0: I also find the fact that there there was like a facility right across the street that they were able to take him to, like you said, right?
1: I think it was the Royal Hospital he went to, yeah.
0: This obviously, you know, like we're sending prayers to to Christian Erickson's family, like that is that is an absolutely horrific thing to happen, it, it terrible. This also like I I was such an idiot when this happened. Oh
1: god, what did you do?
0: No, no, it it, it wasn't anything intentional. So I'm not oh, like I okay. don't I don't watch soccer.
1: Um, we notice.
0: And but like and so but I'm but I'm so happy that everyone's enjoying it. Like that's what I want to make clear. It's like I'm just so happy everyone's enjoying their soccer. Like I'm not one of those people who like when Twitter takes over like for example, everyone's gotten into, really into F one, myself included, and I see a lot of people. I couldn't care
1: less. Exactly, <laughs> and I
0: see a lot of people being like, "Oh, like turns out Twitter, uh, Huggers is just an F one." Like, no, like let people let people enjoy their F one. It's going to be fun. It's
1: okay to like yeah. more than one sport.
0: And and so I and so I, I I got a Facebook memory on um from way back in the day. Uh, I think it was during the World Cup around this time. Where I basically posted a picture. It's from. It's a screen. It's a. It's a a screenshot from Superbad. It's Michael Sarah going, like fucking calm down, Greg. It's soccer, okay? Calm down, like that. And so I just. And so I go on just as a joke. And so I tweet out like. And I, I see my timeline. And I don't see what they're actually talking about, right? I just see on my timeline like a lot of soccer talk. So like, I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it. But I just can't miss an opportunity to tweet this out. And then like within a minute. I get like three people being like, "Hey man, someone just had a heart attack on the field. Might not be a good time to tweet them." Like, "What happened?" No. And like I immediately like delete I'm like, "Oh no." You
1: could ne- not have deleted that tweet faster. That was
0: my life flashed before my eyes. Like I've never I've never seen my life flash before my eyes at that point because I had no idea what was happening I just saw Like I didn't, didn't This is why you gotta actually like read shit Because I, I just saw people tweeting about soccer I didn't see what they were actually tweeting about I thought it was just like a cool play or something And so I'm like Oh like you know It's just fun Like I'll just be a little cheat I'll be a little stink It's
1: cool that you're enjoying this man Having a cardiac arrest I'll just, be,
0: like, I'll just be a little stinker You know Just be like I'm glad you're enjoying it But like here's a little cheeky little screenshot And then it turns out No there's actually a man fighting for his life on the field And I am looking like I'm mocking him So
1: Also extremely Goddamn damn it Fuck UEFA for four denmark to finish the
0: game oh my god i can't
1: <laughs> apparently, i don't even want to go down the path of uefa fifa but extremely fuck them so for that he,
0: he apparently and i know we're gonna end the hockey soon i promise but he apparently facetimed them in the locker room to be like you guys like like keep going
1: so go on with that protocol me. right now is if somebody tests positive for covid there it's a 48 hour like we postpone everything. Mm-hmm. But if someone has cardiac arrest and dies on the field, you're expected to play 90 minutes later.
0: That's absurd.
1: Like, I. Well done, everyone. And they're like, well, we didn't have a protocol. And the Denmark's coach response was like, maybe we should have one then.
0: So they for sure, like, postponed the rest of the game that, that Rich Peberley had a cardiac arrest cardiac yes. on, the, on the bench right yeah so man yeah if you're
1: like how do you not have that like what if something traumatic happens i honestly
0: like you if it was clearly like man we already have this thing postponed by the freaking global plague we're not gonna let one little heart attack get in the way of of all our money all our big big mo-. Nah, it's it's what we've learned but then you
1: had like credit to like a bunch of the players not even just the danish players but like other players coming out for of being, making like, the wall not even making the wall, but like coming out and they were being like, well, like, would you have played? And like other people, other players, like from other teams were like, no, that game should not have been played. So, I mean, honestly, I think the most important thing here is one, Christian Erickson is going to be okay. And two, get AEDs in every single sporting facility. They are so important. They save
0: lives. Absolutely. And you know what? To, To the credit of, I guess, like I can only speak to, like, Ontario... And learn
1: CPR. Yes.
0: I can only speak to... it's CPR is actually not very hard to learn, by the way. Like, it's... Like, you could take a class on YouTube right now. And maybe not be officially certified, but at least know what you're doing, just in case anything happens. But I'm only speaking... And as
1: someone who's had to do it, yeah. like, you never want to have to do but it. But it's good to know that you can I can't even imagine having walked in on, like, the most important person in my life and being like, well, I don't know what to do.
0: Oh, it's... Like, that would be... Yeah, it, it's insane. And now I can only really speak to like Ontario arenas because that's essentially where like I've been in every single one, basically. But even back, even back when I was playing, all of them have AEDs and I want to give a big props to that. That was a very clear initiative um, um, that was put in there and all of them do. And they're all in easy to reach locations, which is another big thing. And they all come
1: with like full ass instructions. Exactly. Because
0: seconds matter. Like there's a reason why why you were like a minute and 49 seconds is when he was out. Like, who knows? A minute and 50, he might not have made it back. So, you know, it, it, very, very good there. And I'm glad that we, we were able to cover that. All right. Moving on to some hockey news. The inevitable happened, I think, because I think we all kind of assumed this was sort of the landing spot. It just fit perfectly Gerard Gerard Gallant he's not he's not french by the way i just want to point that out he's from pei yeah
1: he's an so, islander
0: so everyone trying to everyone who tried to pin him to the habs when when they were but he does speak french yes but like but just because his name is french it's funny his name is french and yet he's from pei it's it's very funny anyway he's hired by new york rangers a i think a perfect hiring i think this is perfect oh, four yeah. years just <laughs> under 3.5 mil you know it, it, it's going to be creat fantastic it's you know I, I i judge every coach as is he making less than mike babcock did with the leafs then yeah that's a good deal um and man good. i
1: don't know man if ralph krueger got hired for like four million you'd probably be like mm.
0: that's true but then he'll just be like what a crazy what a crazy journey this life is he will text pierre lebron that
1: it's it's fine he's making he made more in southampton anyways so what okay. a
0: renaissance man all right well yeah gerard gallant four years just on a 35 mil perfect like i think this is just the perfect hire he's exactly literally
1: no analysis even necessary this is the best hire and
0: this is this is also like uh, you
1: nailed it great job everyone
0: i want to like lob this too this is for sure the best group of talent he's ever had to coach right
1: yes yes yeah
0: i mean the vegas like like Vegas in its first year didn't have this talent. Maybe in second and third, when they were when they were loading up, or no, half, they half never the had
1: this. They never had Panarin or Adam Fox or Igor Shishkin or Lafreniere, Keandre Miller. Like they never had any of that. No. So I, I'm really curious to see um, how Golan's going to approach this. Uh, I'm really happy for him. I met him when I was in New Jersey and he was coaching Vegas. Um, and uh, he was he was a gentleman. Just a, what a nice guy. So I, I'm, I'm really happy for him, A, that he won the world championships and B, uh, now he's coaching on one of the biggest stages in hockey. He deserves it. And I have no doubt that the barring injuries, the uh, the um, that he's going to coach the Rangers t- to at least the playoff bubble next year.
0: You mean wait, you mean like when you playoff bubble now has two meanings. <laughs> what do you mean by like, that?
1: Like he they'll be on the cusp. So they Okay, they'll be yes. Like,
0: I was going to say we're not having another bubble, right? Like come on, what do you know that I don't know?
1: <laughs> um yeah, I think I think he's going to get them kind of teetering there. Mm-hmm. Um they'll be a bubble team for sure. Like I unless they have like a catastrophic injury, I I really think uh, he's going to do wonders for them. The other coach.
0: Yeah. This is and this is huge too. this was a no-brainer this is as big of a no-brainer as you can get and the only sticking point was re-signing the assistants like to make sure his staff was taken care of and you know what credit to rod rod brindamore who is now signing a three-year extension um we don't know how much but i'm sure it's it's it's
1: i it's definitely less than like market value but he kind of said it at his presser today like I'm the richest coach in the world in that I have the talent. I get to live at home. I get to see my family. I played here. Like, I don't want to be anywhere else. And at this, like, I totally empathize with that because if you said, we will <laughs> we will pay you a million dollars to go back to the situation you were in in 2018, mm-hmm. or we will pay you $100,000 to go to this lovely situation with Team X, I would be taking $100,000 and not even thinking about it.
0: Yeah. 100%.
1: Right? It's all about situation. He's clearly a great coach. Like, back with the Canes. Um, young talent. Great core. They clearly buy what he sells. The, the fans love him for, like, obvious reasons. Um yeah, he, he's back. Rod the Bod.
0: Other than other than maybe Barry Trotz, has any has any team bought into a, what a coach is selling more than the the Hurricanes have with Rod Brindamore? Like they they just seem no. like they would run through a wall for that guy. And that's so important.
1: Man, I would run through a wall for him when he speaks. Like Oh yeah. He is
0: <laughs> I'm inspiring. Rachel, I'm I'm telling you right now, like I am a fully I'm a, I'm a fully heterosexual male, but I want Rod Brindamore to bench press me shirtless. Okay. I'm putting that out. All right. I'm putting that out in the world right now. I think that would be a, a deeply a, a a deeply pleasurable experience For both of us Because he'd get that He'd get that sweet workout in And I'd, I'd feel Feel like a tiny little boy Carried in his arms It'd be fantastic He's Oh god Like he Look th- Okay Look man He This is a fantastic we job We need to
1: move on from this This has gone off the rails Way <laughs> too
0: quickly <laughs> And him And him being able To <laughs> And him being able To hold out Because he could have Easily just been like Yeah man give me my money And then oh no Assistant coaches That's so bad That wow That sucks You didn't yeah, get Yeah talk your. about
1: like Actually being a good person and looking out for other people,
0: and you know what that does?
1: Doesn't happen too much in hockey. That
0: no, definitely doesn't. You know what that does, though? That fosters a great work experience. So, when you're on the road in like Columbus in the middle of February on a Tuesday night, and you know, you're you just you hate the world and you're you're jet lagged from a red eye that you had to take, you're in the middle of a back to back. Those assistant coaches are gonna work that little extra hard little they're gonna put in that little extra effort for you because you took care of them. And I feel like there are a lot of other situations in that league in, in the league that are not gonna have that similar sort of respect amplified. And that makes that can make the difference when, when all is said and done. So I think that's I think Carolina has just a great kind of they just have a great thing going. I'm so excited to see what they do. Speaking of Carolina though, this next one can kind of hinge on, on on where they're going. Dougie Hamilton. It's being reported uh, by Elliot Friedman. He just dropped a bomb on us on Monday. So we're, we're a little late talking about this, but man, this is like, who needs coffee when you got Elliot Friedman here? Um, that Dougie Ham- the Hurricanes have allowed Dougie Hamilton to st- essentially speak to other teams about potential signing trades, which I think works really well for both of them. It is smart. So well, why don't you tell me how, how, your perspective on this, Rachel?
1: Well, if you're Carolina and you don't know for certain that. You're going to be able to resign him. Why not let him talk to other teams? And if something could be worked out, then you then you do a sign and trade. The only thing here is, like, teams know he's a UFA. So if he says, oh, I want to sign with you guys, and Carolina wants to trade, like, they can... The team can just say, no, we're not giving you anything because we'll just wait till the end of July and sign him ourselves for free. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily know that that's... It's going to work out, but... I give Carolina credit for doing what's best for, like, the player, and and it could be to the potential benefit of their team. Um, Like, why not? We don't see this almost at all. So, for me, I don't really have a problem with it, and it allows teams to have a head start. Like, if you're – you know, let's say, going into um, the draft, the pre-agency, you know you're getting Dougie Hamilton – that that changes how you prepare for things, right? You changes immediately everything. Yeah. So for me, I have no idea where he's gonna end up. I'm not even gonna like begin to to think about that, but just kind of the open mindedness to to allow it. Um I like it. It makes it interesting. It'll be a month of rumors and um bunch of content. Um but I mean, he's gonna get less than he deserves because people don't like the fact that he goes to museums. Like it's it's so dumb. Like, can't wait for Dom to tweet out the chart being like, somehow Dougie Hamilton is still undervalued.
0: Yeah, he's... Look, people are not talking about Dougie Hamilton in the echelon of the headmans, you know, and guys who are... He's literally...
1: He was literally better than yes, Headmans exactly. this year by,
0: like, a lot. But people, people... Like, it's all about reputation. We need to start giving Dougie Hamilton the respect he's due. He is a top defenseman in this league. And like, he...
1: I was having this conversation with someone, and they were like, well, oh, I wouldn't, like... Everyone on this podcast knows how much I I like Morgan Riley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone was like, "Well, I I wouldn't give up Morgan Riley in in for get the Dougie fu- Hamilton." Get the fuck out I was of like, here. "Are you dumb?" Get
0: out of here! <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: There is literally no defenseman on the Leafs that is better than Dougie Hamilton. Zero, none. There are no defensemen in in Canada that are better than Dougie Hamilton. Quinn Hughes not better. Thomas Shabbat, not better. Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, not better. I'm going to go
0: on a limb here and say there is, other than maybe Bory Salming, there is no defenseman that has ever been on the Leafs that is better than Dougie Hamilton.
1: Like, he's an unbelievable hockey player and is underrated because he goes to museums. Like, this is so dumb. And so, uh, like, odds are, unless you are Colorado, that's literally it, actually. Colorado, Mm -hmm. Dougie Hamilton is on your top pair. Because Colorado's top pair is Kale McCarr and Devin Tate, And, like, they could have both been up for the Norris this year. But, like, unless you are Colorado, Dougie Hamilton is a top-pairing defenseman. So, like, what? Like, I saw Vancouver fans being like, we don't need Dougie Hamilton because we have Quinn Hughes. I'm like, you have one good defenseman. One.
0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> and even then, he is terrible defensively.
0: What do you, like... Like, we have, what? We don't need... need- it's
1: incredibly stupid.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's so...
1: Dougie Hamilton makes your team better End of story Stop galaxy braining it
0: We don't, like, I I don't need a (laughs) I'm trying to think of a good analogy here Like, I I don't need a good I don't need a good pair of underpants Because I have some great jorts Like, or I don't need a good shirt
1: No, 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 I don't need Calvin Klein underwear No, I don't need Versace underwear Because I have Fruit of the Loom
0: Yeah, like, come on Or Joe
1: Boxer Whatever. Fruit of the
0: loom that only covers the front half of my body because he's only good offensively. Well, not even like
1: even let's say you have like okay, Quinn Hughes is Calvin Klein. Yes. And Dougie Hamilton is Versace. Which would you rather have?
0: I would say well, obviously Versace, but I would say right. that Quinn Hughes is a. Is a, a you know Calvin Klein underwear that only covers the front half of his body because <laughs> he because he's defend. only offensive It's a one way underwear. It's, he's he's essentially assless chaps <laughs> and oh god. And, but like I would this mu- podcast is taking I know, a real quick but turn. I, I promise <laughs> this is a good analogy because like Dougie Hamilton is like just a a, a complete pair of high, the highest quality Versace underwear which covers your entire body, whereas Quinn Hughes, you have an entire you have entire body part exposed it's it's absurd all right
1: yeah Dougie Hamilton makes your team better stop saying otherwise you're I can't silly. wait to
0: see what a trade like also we and, you know the SDP talked about this and all that but I, I it really brought to my mind Calgary gave him away they traded Dougie Hamilton they had him and Adam Fox they they had him and and Adam <laughs> Fox I forgot about that no it wasn't Adam Fox no he was Carolina wasn't he or was he Calgary? Nope. F- yeah, Adam Fox was Carolina.
1: N- no, nope. Adam Fox was Calgary first, then Carolina, oh my God. And then New York. Because well, Adam Fox is different because Adam Fox flat out told Calgary and Carolina, "I'm signing with the Rangers and I'm waiting till the end of school." But
0: yeah, hey, it worked out for him. He's <laughs> nominated for the Norris this year. He's very good.
2: All right. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business, and it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo! Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way, from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale. On Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24 7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase, for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire.
0: Plot points What's trending up with strain down in the NHL this week? Trending up is JJ Watt's unconditional love for Cole Caulfield. Man, he, JJ Watt loves Cole Caulfield. I know they both went to Wisconsin. So, which is
1: like at Wisconsin, like the culture there. Like, I have a friend who went to Wisconsin. Um, and the culture there is like everybody loves everybody and all the athletes are like super, super tight.
0: ELE, everybody love everybody.
1: Yeah. But like JJ Watt, everyone's like dumping on him for like Why? not really knowing hockey and like, whatever the best thing for the nhl is this if an nfl superstar jumps on the bandwagon shut up this
0: is why hockey is not exciting this is why this is <laughs> why you're gonna be in last place forever because you have one of jj watt is in uh you watch i guarantee okay this makes me so mad watch
1: one of the most i don't watch football and i could tell you okay who can i name tom brady yeah aaron Rodgers, yeah. jj watt yeah. uh Peyton mannings retired yep um he's been
0: retired for a while too
1: I straight up like I'm gonna be honest with you it, it oh Julian Edelman I know he's retired him. now <laughs> and Gronk I know Gronk he, w-
0: he was retired okay, he but, came back
1: okay so one of the let's say let's say I know 10 maybe 20 NFL players
0: I don't think you do <laughs>
1: <laughs> like if I sat here and thought about it I yeah. definitely I definitely do but like the fourth person I named was JJ Watt like he's one of the most recognizable athletes worldwide. Right? We obviously, like Messi Ronaldo is like a totally different league yes, of yes. recognized. Like soccer is on its own from that perspective because it's a global sport.
0: Soccer is K-pop to what like to to everyone else's North American pop. Like you don't understand how much more popular K-pop is than any other artist on the planet.
1: And it's like, okay, so when you have a when you have a superstar in the most popular league in North America, which is the NFL somehow um and he jumps on the bandwagon for a hockey team and is drawing attention to it because if jj Watt talks about it there's a whole throng of football fans that are like who the hell is this what is going on what is hockey oh my god there's a little short thing scoring goals (laughs) this is cool like this is fantastic but people are like oh yes ryan kessler's house no shut up J.J. Watt liking Cole Caulfield, tweeting the Habs that he needs to play, then tweeting them when he scored, and wearing a Cole Caulfield jersey is the best thing to happen to the NHL in, like, a year.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. You watch any, like, literally sit down and watch a Sunday night football game. That's, you know, like, the the, the marquee one. J.J. Watt will be in a commercial in every commercial break. I guarantee you. He's pretty cool. He is one of the most marketable athletes on the planet. And if he hockey is, could take some notes and here's and hockey, like this, this is what pisses me off so much about hockey is you get one of the most marketable athletes on the planet talking about you on a national stage. And you know what? Like, look, I love I, I love it all. But like he went on Sportsnet to like talk about it like pregame like that's frankly beneath him, like from an athlete's perspective.
1: But you know what would be a sick marketing opportunity? Like whoever has the rights, ESPN, TNT, whatever, get J.J. Watt and Cole Caulfield in a commercial yeah. together immediately,
0: immediately. The Montreal Canadiens, their social person, should be blowing up the. He's on the Cardinals now, so he should be blowing up the Cardinals like PR department to be like, let's like, can we get any viral content out of this? Like, can we do anything? Like, you'd be. But here's bring
1: J.J. Watt to a game. Get him like whatever the case may be like this is so this is such an opportunity for the nhl and like naturally people are like poo-pooing on it because of course
0: jj watt is now experiencing what it feels like to be a woman who likes sports because (laughs) because he he's like oh hockey's pretty cool i like this and then immediately immediately everyone goes oh yeah you like hockey so much name five players Name this, name that, name that. No, you don't even know. You're not even a real fan. Fuck you. Like it's like, like just let him enjoy it. Let him in. Like it's fun. It's exciting. He's wearing, when on earth is JJ J. Watt going to be like an NFL player who plays in Arizona. You know who is who's played most of his career in Texas, and now is playing in Arizona. Going to wear a Montreal Canadiens jersey.
1: Yeah, how many people in Houston know who Cole Caulfield was before he said anything? How many people in wherever the like Arizona, but whatever city in Arizona the Cardinals play in? How many people know who Cole Caulfield was before he said anything about it? I guarantee you less. Yeah. Guarantee. Yeah. So exactly. I love it. I'm so here for cross sport like pollination, especially when they have a connection at Wisconsin. Like. I'm so down for that kind of thing, right? And so for me, it's a huge marketing opportunity. It's a huge opportunity to do a partnership, get him on board, invite him to a goddamn game. Like, this is not difficult. Make it happen.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, moving on. Trending down is sanity in hockey. There's been like this is just this is just wild times here. Tampa and New York Islanders. They have a fight after every scrum.
1: Literally every every whistle, there is a fight.
0: And then <laughs> this is my like favorite every part.
1: Every single whistle.
0: This is my favorite part too here is Buffalo. So I, I saw this report Buffalo saying that they value this draft more than other teams
1: with their seven video scouts.
0: So Buffalo has like seven scouts who watch, who watch like grainy video recorded on Blackberry bolds.
1: Okay. So as someone who was ch- in charge of all of the amateur draft, scouting video profiles in new jersey i can tell you that video scouting if some any league in russia that isn't the khl is filmed through a potato it is filmed through a potato like i would have to watch games and be like i don't even know who i'm watching because you can't see the numbers so i don't care how good your fucking video is or how good your scouts are if you are watching potato video it does not matter
0: Exactly. It does like also- potato
1: video in Russia, potato video in Finland, potato video in Switzerland. Any league that isn't a top end league in any of those countries. Is it's potato video, and guess where most of those prospects play? In the potato league! Well, especially
0: most of the prospects who have actually played this year play. Because not only is this a shitty draft class, most of these prospects haven't played this year. So if you're Can we call
1: this the potato draft?
0: Absolutely, this is the potato draft. This is the potato draft. It's more like the potato famine draft. Like it's like it is it is (laughs) a terrible, terrible draft class. And
1: I don't think it's, like, fair to say, like, anything's terrible. I just think... Well, not like,
0: as high as the next two that are coming up, which they should be valued. Okay, more.
1: well, that's... The, the difference between this draft and the other drafts is this draft lacks a franchise player. There is no McDavid. There is no Matthews. There is no McKinnon. There isn't even an Eichel. There isn't even, I mean, a Marner, for that matter. Like, you're getting fine players. You're getting players that will help you. There are, like... I don't buy this Owen Power is a number one defenseman thing. I don't buy that Matthew Beneers is a top line center. I think Owen Power is a number two defenseman. I think Matt Beneers is a number two center like Beau Horvat. Like, to me, there is an, there's talent in this draft, but there isn't superstar talent in this draft. But There's enough talent in this draft that you should be getting players out of it. But for Buffalo to be like, we value this draft more, that tells me you're stupid that literally tells me you're stupid.
0: Yeah. It's it's absolutely <laughs> absurd. Like they this franchise could not get dumber and yet every word that comes out of their mouth, it just uh, just like I stop talking. Just stop, I can't fa- and I am as down bad as you can be as a hockey fan right now. Like I am just so apathetic to the team that I that I claim to cheer for. Like it's like they and
1: you aren't even in close to Buffalo territory. Yeah,
0: and we are not even close to what Buffalo is like. I can't imagine what it feels like to be a Buffalo Sabres fan right now. Can't imagine. It is just there is no, there's no hope. Like there's no hope on the horizon. It doesn't matter. But like
1: to just come out and say like we and Owen Power being like I'm going back to school. I saw that and I was like good. All of you need to go back to school. All of you need to develop more. He's not NHL ready, and don't fuck up his development, just like Matthew Beniers, just like Dylan Gunther, just like Kent Johnson, just like literally every single player in this draft. Not a single one of them should be playing in the NHL next year. Not one. But
0: you get, but you know, you know, one of them will.
1: Well, the NCAA, so the NCAA players actually have a choice. They can say, "No, I'm not leaving school." So, like, let's say Buffalo drafts any of Owen Power, Matthew Beniers, like any any of the NCAA players. They can actually say. I am not leaving school and there is nothing under NCAA rule and NHL rule that the team could do about it. So I actually wouldn't be shocked if Owen Power said, Hey, I'm actually gonna go to school, whatever, and and like Buffalo ends up taking like Dylan Gunther or like a non-NCAA player. Which would be so funny.
0: <sighs> Even if they like if they take Owen Power, like he, he is he just gonna pull an Adam Fox?
1: No, I don't think Owen Power will pull an Adam Fox. Why? I think he'll go back to school for a year.
0: Why not, though?
1: Because your earning potential. I've had this conversation with many players. Um, it's an earning potential thing. What happens, let's say you decide I'm going to try and fuck the team over that drafts me that high, where you're guaranteed like a, a max yeah, ELC. Yeah, true, true. Right? Let's say you decide to go back for your second year, and you shatter your femur and you can never play again.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: You now have zero money to fall back on. That's true. You don't you don't start toying with that because we just saw in a soccer match how fragile life can be. You do not be that like that. That's idiotic, quite frankly. It's incredibly stupid.
0: If I was him, though, like we've talked about this many times, But it's very important. Like coronavirus has completely changed the way that I look at life. Like it like it has completely changed the way that I like. There are so many. It's completely changed perspective on everything, and there are so many things that I used to put up with. Or or having or just have present in my life that added no value to it, but I just thought or like sucked from it that I thought you know oh like this is just they just have to be here so you grit through it. No, like because we now know, we now know uh, you know a new virus can come out at any moment and just shut the world down and we're all screwed. So you might as well live for today. So if I'm Owen Power, like yeah, you know it's all about earning potential and future stuff or whatever. But like are you really going to be happy in Buffalo under all this? Dude,
1: would you you rather be on, like, you just can't take that risk. Yeah, I know. That's true. I'm not going to, like, you just, you don't take that risk. You don't do it. You go back for a year development when you feel like you're ready to play in the NHL. Like, Adam Fox legitimately didn't feel like he was ready to play, and he was right. He was, like, a third or fourth round pick. Like, we're talking about a first overall pick here. Yeah, that's true. The max he goes back to school is one more year. Like, you're not playing with fire there. You are asking to be fucked. Over. Yeah, the
0: hockey god, like the hockey gods, are just licking the their lips ho- yeah, at that.
1: You don't do that. What,
0: what, what do you think he maxes out as? Like in terms of who he is as a player, number two defenseman. Okay, interesting. All right, moving on, moving on. Oh yeah, so the GMs, Sorry, yes, yeah, the GMs. Just quickly. Oh yes, yeah. Of the man. Okay, so again, as someone who covers a lot of breaking news, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always writing about this stuff. The GMs of the year um, were announced today. It's Mark Bergevin what um Lou Lamorello and Bill Zito now listen so
1: I'd like to point out that one this is one of two awards the GMs vote for yes. and two the voting is, is done after the second round which is which no is, other reward insanely, insanely asinine um and okay the fact that Joe Sakic is not nominated here is like that just tells me that you like y- they have no grasp and they're gonna get continue to get fleeced by him because they clearly don't think he's very good but funny backstory so when i was working for the the devils Mm -hmm. um there would be like when award voting came around vesna gms like gms would actually like pool together and have conversations i'm like who are we gonna vote for like oh i need to do this guy solid so like this goalie's in a contract year don't vote for my guy because it's gonna come up in contract negotiations if he wins or like like Kyle Dubas will never win GM of the year because the other GMs don't like him. And it is a club Ugh. kind of like Julian Breezeball will never or like probably won't get voted because other GMs don't like that. He went over the cap.
0: Exactly. That's what I was getting. That's right? what I and was He just actually did
1: his like d- did a good job. Like it's this club of like, oh, whose turn is it to win this year? OK, everybody vote for them or like I'm not voting for this guy.
0: The fact that Julian Breezewa didn't get a nomination when he somehow had a team that was $18 million over the salary cap and added David Savard at the deadline still on top of that. Is, and is in the Final Four is in the Final again. Four is remarkable. Now, it's funny because, you know, I'm writing these, this news piece about this and like, I can't, like, I, can't I, I just couldn't help myself from c- just talking about Bergevin because I think Bergevin is the most mind-boggling one of all. Like
1: I think I saw a great tweet from Mike Fail today mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> GMs who were nominated for the award and it was like, Mark Bergevin has biceps. Lou Lamarello probably killed someone. He's old. And <laughs> Bill Zito traded for Sam Bennett. Great job, everyone. Now, Bill
0: Zito, Bill Zito actually has a case because I think it's five of the Panthers' top six scores this year um, were acquisitions by Zito in the offseason. It was.
1: And, like, I love that Lou Lamarella was nominated when he traded Devin Taves away for two second round picks. But the GM that fleeced him for it was not nominated.
0: Exactly. Now, here's the thing. And, and, and I, I think I tweeted about this a while ago. I can't even remember. But the ultimate, the ultimate litmus... You know how we have, like, these sort of, like... Li- You ever heard of the shopping cart theory? Yes. Yeah, like if you're, like, it it tells, it's a litmus test to see whether or not you're a good person if you return your shopping cart, because there's no penalty for you not doing it, but it's just kind of a dick move to do, but you also don't get- I
1: actually yell at people, like, in the parking lot when I see them, I'm like- bring your shopping cart back you absolute lazy pos
0: you're messing up the test because it's supposed to be you get there's no punishment for not doing it and there's no reward for doing it but it's well, just no
1: no i'm gonna yell at but you but it's
0: just the good thing to do and so if people instinctively return their shopping cart that's a good person i think to to see how like to test the ego of your gm team's gm is if he if he engages in trade talks with joe joe do i say joe flacco for some reason joe sakic because or
1: eiserman for that matter
0: but mainly joe saki because he is no no
1: no or eiserman well, yeah,
0: but Sakik has fleeced like every gm in, in the league like this guy just is able to 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 take you know take players left and right and yet there's the the ego of the modern gm is yeah yeah so he's so he's you know totally screwed over all these other gms before yeah he's gotten freaking like he's gotten everyone but you know what he's not gonna get me I'm gonna win this one, and that's—I
1: guarantee you—half the reason he wasn't nominated for GM of the Year is because people are annoyed at him.
0: Because he's like so good. That
1: legitimately happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. He's the teacher's
0: pet, and or not the teacher's pet. He's just like the high achiever that everyone was like, nah. You know. Let's hop into our deep dive before we do that. Quick word from our sponsor. Summer's coming and hotter days are just around the corner. Keep cool with the help of our friends at Manscaped who just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Complement your summer grooming routine with a trim from the Leaders in Male Grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STAFFGRAPH. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0, which is truly the goat of all men's body trimmers. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on and off switch can engage a, a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the four the four thousand, not 4000 4, k LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Now, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower, under the sun, the lawnmower 410 is the best trimmer for you. Now, personally, I'm I'm a shower groomer and this is a, a, a you know a, a gift from the heavens. It's incredible. It's fantastic. Um, the weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a nine thousand RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs just the worst well, the worst to get. This this is the best product ever. Now, seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations before heading outside. Use the Crop Preserver down under deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat, and after a long day of trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the summer, heat boost your freshness with the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Performance 4.0 package, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel bag. Now, I use the Boxers. I go, I go on runs with them. They're fantastic. They prevent shaving. They're very snug. They're fantastic. And the Shed Travel Bag is also fantastic, too. Bring your comfort and boxers to a new level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code STAFFGRAPH at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code STAFFGRAPH at manscaped.com. Stay fresh this summer and shine with Manscaped. Rumblings, Rachel. Yeah, we're
1: going to hit on these quick because there's so Let's many of them. Let's do some
0: rapid fire rumblings, shall we? Let's do it starting off. The the Buffalo Sabre says, no, you can't break up with me. I break up with you. This is a mutual dumping, when it's really not. Because they apparently want to get rid of Jack Eichel just as much as he does. You know when anyone says it was a mutual breakup, it never was. And there's always one person who wanted to break up a little bit more Excuse than the me, other. Excuse
1: me, publicly, I have said that about my split from that team, so...
0: I'm talking about (laughs) actual relationships. I'm not talking about team. Oh. I'm saying, like, you're in a relationship. It's never a mutual breakup. It is. There's always one person who wants to break up a bit more, you know? And. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. And I have a feeling that the Sabres right now are feeling a little jilted, but they're going, no, you know, this is the best thing for me. No, I'm I'm, 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 I'm in the best place ever. Like, nah, you're dumb. Stop that. No, you suck. You lost out on the love of your life in Jack Eichel. Because you treated him terribly and stressed his neck out to the point where he can't, where he he's trying to to get a procedure that you don't want to let him do. So essentially, and apparently, trade according to Pierre LeBrun, trade talks are they're hitting a fever pitch right now. They're they're picking up. Yeah, there's
1: no reason for them not to be like. Okay, if you look at the teams still left, like (laughs) probably not getting traded to any of those teams just for like cap reasons. Um, But like I could see. So one of the things that. has been kind of brought up in people that i've been talking to and now i've i've seen it brought up publicly as well so like i'm okay saying it um and that i'm not gonna get anyone in trouble but um buffalo wants a top pick to me i'd be asking if you want jack eichel i want next year's pick unprotected i want it unprotected right But but
2: rachel they value this draft
1: (laughs) yeah clearly so for me i could see like anaheim has always been in on this kind of stuff yeah. la and they pick third la has the P, like the prospect cover is loaded to the moon with prospects and they have the eighth overall pick i could see that being a thing mm-hmm. uh minnesota from what i know they don't love him as a player but they Why have not? a couple first round picks uh as a player? i'm not gonna get it. i'm well like they don't love jack Eichel. oh, oh like, okay
0: yeah yeah. then, then that's the, fine i'm saying if, you don't, if you don't like what he what he does on the ice you're just dumb he's a good hockey player <laughs> i'm talking yes, yes correct
1: i wasn't insinuating that okay um columbus has i believe three first round picks i could see that being a thing um but to me like listen if you want to go all in on this draft like be my guest i would be asking for 2022 unprotected um as part of the deal that's obviously not the whole thing but if they're dead like He's gonna get moved in the offseason. It's just a matter of where. But I think Anaheim's definitely got the pieces to do it. LA for sure has the pieces to do it. I think it'd be quite funny if he was like, I hate Buffalo, and then ended up in Columbus. Um <laughs> I, but it also gives them an elite center, and maybe that convinces Patrick Line to stay. To stay. Because he'd actually have like an elite center to pass to him. Like, I don't care what you say. Mark Scheifele is not an elite center. Like when I talk, when I say elite center, these are the, these are the centers I'm talking about. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl when he decides he wants to play center, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, like Evgeny Malkin is still elite. Like, uh, Braden Point, like elite center. Yeah. Those are the guys. And so for me, Elias Pettersson is the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, like If you can get a guy like that playing with a guy like Patrick Lyon, it takes a little bit of the heat off him to kind of create it on a create on his own from the wing, which is pretty difficult to do. Um, So I could see that being a fit, especially because they have all the picks. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. The other one is his teammate. And this one is a little bit more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So Sam Reinhardt, to me, he's. He's uh, out of contract this summer. Uh, He's an RFA. This is huge buyer beware for me. Like, huge buyer beware. Uh, He had career highs this season in goals per game, shooting percentage, secondary assist, individual primary points, power play individual primary points, and the kicker, he scored 10 goals above expected. Damn. So if he regresses, he's scoring 10 less goals, Secondary assists are not repeatable, so those are going to go down. Uh, Shooting percentage we all know goes down, so he is like due for regression. So I would be very, very careful about that. Like it's it's been said that like you want to like Vancouver's been linked to him, and they were saying oh give up the ninth overall pick. Absolutely not.
0: Of course, Vancouver's not. linked to him. A player who looks who <laughs> looks good, like reputation-wise, but you dig even a little bit under the surface, and it's all proven to be false. Shocker! I bet they're going to give him. They're going to pay him more than Tyler. Meyer. Like,
1: honestly, I think just he relegate needs,
0: this stupid team.
1: I think I think what needs to happen here is Seattle does their expansion draft. They mm. take everyone, and then they orchestrate a trade for Sam Reinhart. Yeah, I can see that being a thing. Um, but yeah, I'd be, I'm super buyer beware on that one. Um,
0: what's funny too, is I heard a report that like a lot, like Buffalo is hoping to maybe even package Eichel and Reinhardt together in a trade.
1: Oh, see, I heard, and we'll get to this one yes, in a second. Yes. Uh, Eichel and Ristolainen. you do not, the cardinal rule here, like everybody listen, this is the rule. Okay, I'm listening. You do not bring down the value of one of the top end players in the league by packaging him with a guy who is fucking terrible.
0: Rassel for Salindon is not good. Like, I think I don't think people full, have fully grasped this yet, despite the um, millions and millions Whether of times. Whether you watch
1: him with your eyeballs or you look at the numbers, he's bad. He's bad. So you don't, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't, like, you don't package an elite player with a boat anchor and thereby bring down the return. You don't do that. That's terrible asset management. Do not do it. If Eichel and Reinhardt get packaged together, that's a different story. Those are two players that are good. But I still have the buyer beware with Reinhardt. But under no circumstances should Rasmus Ristolainen be tied to a deal with Jack Eichel.
0: Exactly. All right, Dougie Hamilton, where do you think he's going?
1: Oh, um... You know what? If I'm Seattle, I'm doing everything yes. I can to get him.
0: Hundred percent. He's he is as like I. That's I, your
1: that's your like
0: that's your franchise. Like <laughs> that's your
1: that's your puzzle piece on the blue line.
0: Yeah, like that's like you build... you. He is the bedrock of your blue line. Like you you install him and then you build from there.
1: Like you know how Vegas got Mark Andre Fleury and then built.
0: Yes, he is that. Except
1: I think I think hamilton if they can convince him which i think seattle would be like perfect for dougie hamilton based on like the vibe of the city i personally i absolutely love seattle like i would move to seattle in a heartbeat it is an amazing city oh it's fantastic um,
0: it's a really yeah, slept on city it's a real like people it really, really
1: s- is like i i used to compete there uh for gymnastics um and it was. It's it's a beautiful city. It's under the radar. Things aren't overly expensive. People aren't obnoxious. Like it's, it's actually it's fantastic. I think he fits in there. Like Seattle isn't a hockey mecca as of yet. Not
0: yet, but it will be.
1: But we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be like. And no matter what, like in Seattle, there are other like you have the Seattle Seahawks. You have the Seattle Sounders. You have the I believe there is a NWSL team there. Like there are other teams there. So it's not like. You are the premier here, there, and everywhere. Right. And so I think, I think he could end up there. Um, I, I they have museums, <laughs> they do have museums, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, because he's been what I've noticed about the Hamilton camp is there have been no leaks. Yeah. It's very tight to the chest. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's so amazing I, how I that really works, eh? Know.
0: Not negotiating through the media. It's, it's, it's very
1: weird.
0: Weird how that, you know, might. Be able to save face with a Weird franchise that might make you likable. Yeah, crazy. Oh, we
1: should point out that Jason Spezza resigned. Yeah,
0: I mean that's like for for league minimum, and he literally he said the words, <laughs> "Boy, Rachel, let me tell you,
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not we're just gonna let you say the quote, and we're gonna move." Yeah, on Yeah,
0: he, he said the quote. If I could take less, if I could take le- like if I could take less, I would, and. My God. Do we
1: think maybe that should rub off on his teammates? There
0: are certain agents and players, I think, around the league, spe- specifically within the team's circle, that I'm sure read that quote and felt physically ill because that's not even in their vocabulary. But all right, moving on. Seth Jones. The, uh, uh, I, would I say <laughs> Rasmus relying on steroids? Because not that he's actually on no, steroids. No, Seth
1: Jones actually has redeeming
0: qualities. Yeah, but he is also potentially the not most... Not as a
1: person. Not as a but person. But like...
0: If you look one look at his Twitter, his likes, mother's
1: Twitter account is really something.
0: Yeah, one look at his Twitter likes too. Not not great, but he uh, he's so essentially, um, he's maybe the most overrated defenseman in the league. Like people think he's like a franchise like number one guy when his metrics are just god awful. Like go look at Jay Fresh's well, metrics I, on him.
1: I think okay, I think that's a little unfair. Okay, do I think okay. he's overvalued in the league much like Victor Hedman? Yes. However, I would still say, like, if you put him on most teams, he's their best defenseman. So, Philadelphia, if you put him with Ivan Provorov, that is a fantastic top pair. Mm-hmm. Like, brilliant. And I think Philly's going to really go hard after Seth Jones. He kind of fits with how they like to play. Yeah. Fits with the coach. Um, they have the assets to do it. I really think that could be a fit. Um, but yeah, Seth Jones is definitely someone where he had a bad season this year, but I've always said, like, I've said this many times on the podcast this year. If someone was good prior to basically like the pandemic, I'm not going to take their pandemic stats and be like, well, they're bad because that's totally unfair. Right now. If they're bad next year, then we have a different conversation. But to say like, one year and a bubble wipes out all of like a good track record. Like we're in a pandemic. I haven't performed at my best. You haven't performed at your best. Almost no one's performed at their best. So I think it's totally unfair to be saying he's bad because he's had a bad season.
2: Yeah.
1: Is he a Norris trophy winner? Absolutely not.
0: But But, people think he is. That's the thing.
1: Right. But, and I think the package will be enormous because he tends to be overvalued. But I do think he is a minute muncher. He can contribute both offensively and defensively. He's definitely better than most teams. Top four defensemen. Top two on most. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he he's absolutely would be an upgrade over anybody on the Leafs. Um, he would be an upgrade on everybody except maybe Thomas Shabbat on Ottawa. He's an upgrade on pretty much everyone in Montreal. He's an upgrade on... Definitely, everyone in Winnipeg. Um, that's somewhere where maybe. Um, and he, if he ended up um, in like some other cities, some other poor teams, like in Buffalo, let's say, mm-hmm. right? Because I would think if if Eichel ends up in Columbus, Seth Jones comes the other way. Like Seth Jones is like you just put Seth Jones and, and Rasmus Dahlin together, you call it a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So I think. There are two metronomes, and the answer is somewhere in the middle.
0: So what I have heard about Eichel is that what he wants to do, he wants to go to a team wh- where, which within the next, you know, one to two years, he can be the captain.
1: Well, you know what the thing about when you're under contract is, uh, you don't have a choice.
0: Exactly, but he wants... that's so, that's where he. Too bad. I said Seth Jones, right? Not Eichel.
1: No, you said Eichel.
0: Okay, sorry, I meant Seth Jones. Seth Jones.
1: Again, you don't have a choice.
0: Yes, but so he wants. He wants to go somewhere where he, uh, where, in within the next one to two years, he can be captain. And one place that has really stood out in in you know me talking to people is Chicago.
1: He would never be the captain ahead of Jonathan Taves.
0: But we're, but I'm talking about within the next one to two years. That's what we're saying.
1: He would not. Jonathan Taves will not retire in the next one to two years.
0: You don't think so? He didn't play all season. No. We don't know what's going on he, with his health.
1: Uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I can't. Okay. He will not be the captain in Chicago. That I have, like, I will go to the grave with. He will not be the captain in Chicago. Okay. They might like him as a player. They might stick an A on his jersey. He will not be the captain before, like, if if something happens with Taves and he doesn't play, which I I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to play. The C likely goes to one of Kane or um, Keith. Keith. Yeah. To start. Because obviously, and I think personally, I think they're grooming Kirby Doc to be the captain. Really? So if he wants to come in and be part of the leadership core, that's okay. But you also have no right in your UFA negotiations to be like, I demand to be the captain. Like that tells me right there, you are not captain material. Yep. If that's your stipulation, you are not captain material. Among all of the other shit that we know about Steph Jones, no, I wouldn't even put the C on his jersey, quite frankly.
0: All right. Well, there um, we
1: go. I also know that New Jersey loves him.
0: Really? Interesting. Yep.
1: And he definitely won't be the captain of New Jersey because that honor belongs to Nico Heischer, and they're not stripping him.
0: Exactly. A hundred percent. All right. And to round it off, we got Vince Dunn. Where do you think Although he's I do, going? Like,
1: um, I do think that Jones would be a fit in Chicago.
0: Oh, he would be. So. A, the, here's the thing, though, is like.
1: Yeah. But you don't get to demand the captaincy. No, they don't.
0: But I, I also think like Chicago would be a good landing spot because even with that, like they might be transitioning out of that now. Like they might be transition. Like who? Like look, I don't know what you know, what you might know or, or whatever about about Taves and his health or whatever. But like this is a team that is clearly like not poised to contend right now. They kind of punted on this season with like their goaltending and everything. I think they like they this might be a team that starts to move towards maybe not rebuilding but ushering in a new era and they might want to look at seth jones as being you know their new he's not he doesn't replicate him in terms of actual skill but like their new sort of placeholder in the duncan keith spot so i can see chicago being a great fit for him also it's a big market um yep we also talk about seattle too because he played in- i
1: believe he's actually from chicago too no he's, no, he's from, from, the from the south
0: he he was raised he was raised in texas
1: yeah, I was gonna say I think yeah. And I, for whatever reason, there's a connection to Chicago. There's also
0: Seattle too because he played his junior in Portland. Yes. And so he knows the area, like he like he, he's right. familiar there. I
1: think he could be a fit in Seattle too if they don't do the Hamilton. I personally would get Hamilton, but yeah. if if Jones is an option, then uh, then why not? not?
0: Why not? It all depends on what you're gonna have to pay him, though. Um, Vince Dunn.
1: Speaking of overrated defensemen,
0: really. I was going to say he's underrated because I don't hear oh, anyone uh, talking you about skipped, him.
1: You skipped over one in the prep.
0: Oh, I thought we already talked about Rasmus Ristelainen. Oh, no. Okay.
1: Uh, so Rasmus Ristelainen has been uh, inexplicably, not inexplicably, but he's been linked to the devils again. And I say again, because I may or may not know that they were interested in him three years ago, let's call it. Um And you know what this tells me what? This interest tells me That they don't listen to Tyler Dello and Matt Cain
0: Then why even have them? <laughs> like what's the point? Because the owners demand it But then wouldn't the owners be like Hey maybe listen to these Fucking guys Tyler Dello
1: reports to ownership Um, Because They wanted to build uh, Kind of what they did in Philadelphia But Tom Fitzgerald is A fantastic managing up person Um And they still have the mentality of, we want dudes that can cross check people in front of the net. And if there's like the one thing that Rasmus Ristolainen is good at, it is that. Um, But yeah, when I saw that people were like, no way. And I was like, oh yes way.
0: Yes way. You know what? No, I never, I never say no way to any hockey things anymore. This year has proven to me that there is nothing too stupid for a hockey person to do so i i am I'm, I'm not shocked by this whatsoever this is this is such a perfect melding of shitty like here it's incredible it's man and a then great like marriage.
1: to me like it's so like the devils are weak on the right side so i can see like why but at the same time like this is not gonna help it. me there's a part of me that's like if they trade for wrist like they're gonna trade away severson which is so funny
0: but that would be um, good for him because at least he gets to play for a not Mickey Mouse franchise,
1: and 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 a team that actually values him. Yeah, yeah. that would be weird. Um, yeah. Do I think they should trade Damon? No. Do I think Tyler Della will probably try and put a stop to that? Yes. But I I think Tyler Della will probably take the approach that uh, an unnamed individual who worked for the franchise a few years ago did, and which is to say that we uh, should not acquire Rasmus Ristolainen because he's terrible.
0: You just um, had to show up to that day at work, Rachel, didn't you? Jeez Louise.
1: Uh, there's a few days I had to show up know, to work. I know, that, that I will never... <laughs> there were a few days you
0: unnamed... Ha- that unnamed day. There were a few days that you showed up to work with that the That I devils. probably
1: shouldn't have for my own personal health. Yeah, but I know. also, like,
0: there were a few days that you showed up to work for the devils that I will never forgive you for. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, all okay, right. Okay, so Vince Dunn. Yes. So not the most overrated defenseman in the league, because
1: no, definitely underrated. I was going to say actually. underrated.
0: Like I, like Vince Dunn's numbers are fantastic. He seems like a very good defenseman, yet no one talks about him. Where could this little, little, uh, little stinker end up? Seattle. I mean, think You know what? Wow, an underrated player who actually has great underlying numbers, who you think put in a in a more prominent role could really excel, is going to Seattle. What a shock! Who could have possibly predicted? <gasps> Could have
1: known. I think he ends up in Seattle.
0: I think that's a perfect fit. That's I can already yeah. picture him in a Kraken jersey. I can, just like I can picture Hamilton in a Kraken jersey. I think that it just works for them.
1: Could you imagine? Yeah, you start your decor with like Vince Dunn and either Dougie Hamilton or Seth Jones. Like not bad. Maybe even Alec Martinez. Because he's a UFA.
0: Yeah, Mo- most uh, most franchises are born like human babies, where they can't do friggin' anything for the first like three years of their life, and they're basically paperweights. And I think Seattle and Vegas mainly are born like friggin' giraffes that are standing within like an hour of birth and are just like walking around like normal. Like this.
1: See, like I, I think it's unfair to put the expectations on Seattle to be as good as Vegas because like there's no Dale Talon to like just give them half of or three yeah. quarters of the top line.
0: No, we're, but, but I. But there's all. But there's a Jim Benning to replace him. <laughs>
1: True but the problem is is Vancouver doesn't have Any good players for, 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 That's, for true. That's true Seattle to take
0: Yeah Or maybe there are Good players that we Just don't know about Because they've been You know No beaten down. No
1: there are No there are not
0: Okay I'll <laughs> take your word for that No uh, and,
1: Um Yeah
0: And finally Patrick Laine
1: Yeah Um I, I think he could get moved Especially because he's an RFA And if he doesn't want to Like resign Especially if Columbus Doesn't get him a goddamn center Um I think he could be a candidate to move. Uh, you look at teams that need scoring. Um, I don't know. Like, that's that's a tough one. Again, is that a Seattle situation? Like, I think Seattle's such a wild card. Um, I think the Eichel thing will happen before the draft, whereas I think the, the Lion-A thing happens um, sort of after the draft. So for me, like, I... I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think he's a fit in Columbus, to be quite frank. Um, just like I don't think Dubois is a fit in Winnipeg. Um, yeah. But hey, you need some goals. Like that guy can score, right? If you put him with a responsible center, um, I think he got something there. So I would take a swing at him for sure. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be some, once the protected lists come out, you and I will do an expansion draft podcast. Oh, where I can't wait. like, I'll just wait. sit here and pick the team.
0: That is my most anticipated episode for this summer, I think, is our expansion draft. Epi- like, when the when the lists come out and we both get to pick our teams, I that I am so excited for that. You have no idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that'll, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, the thing thing's interesting. I think it all depends on the relationship he has with Keke Linen. Um John Davidson coming back uh, is pretty big because he can be pretty convincing. hmm um, I don't know what he thinks of Brad Larson, who's the new coach. Um, I think pretty highly of Brad Larson. I think he's a good
0: coach. We didn't even mention Brad um, Larson, by the way. <laughs> I just realized because well,
1: like they literally just like moved him from associate coach to head coach. They just um, moved offices. Like that's about it. They literally not even moved office. They all sit in the same area. He just moved desks.
0: Oh, it's open concept. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate um, that because the coach's offices are in the dressing room. So like. I don't know what happens with Patrick Line, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved. Um, I've heard both ways. Like, I've heard he's going to stay. I've heard he doesn't want to be there. Um,
0: I would believe either one I mean, hey, at, at least point, they honestly. got
1: Jack Roslovic out of it because he's been the
0: best player in the whole goddamn trade. And, you know, that, that just kind of goes to show to tell you just how this trade has gone, is that two, you know, like, legitimate young stars get traded and Jack Roslovic is the only, like, salvageable piece so far. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. We've reached the uh, the logical end of the podcast, if you will. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Staff and Graph, uh, Staff and Graph, is all over there. Uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean, you know, Google Play, any podcaster you can possibly think of, we're there. You can find Rachel on Twitter. At Rachel Dory. You can find me on Twitter at MikeyStevens81. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Staff Graph. Um, you can buy our merch on Redbubble at uh, redbubble.com slash staff and graph shop. And leave us a nice review. We'd love to hear it. And if it's going to be a negative review, at least make it funny so we can uh, uh, laugh at you for it and call you names and shame you. Um, then again, who knows? You might be into that. We'll see. Anyway, um, Rachel, before we head out and before I I go pick up my order of Cineplex popcorn that is coming my way. um <sighs> Would you like to You're
1: degenerate?
0: I know I am. I am a piece of human garbage. Well, I have, I have, I
1: mean, I also have had, if you think like from Friday to today, I've probably had a hundred drinks. So Well, there
0: you go. So yeah, <laughs> really pot calling the kettle black here, even though my yeah. kettle is silver. All right. On that note, Rachel, before we end off, would you like to leave our listeners with any, you know, wise words of wisdom?
1: Wear a mask, Yep. get vaccinated, mm-hmm. And please don't yell at me on Twitter.
0: Perfect. All right. We will see you on Tuesday.